0: Good evening. The funeral for Dante Wright draws mourners from across the country. It's Earth Day. What needs to be done to stop the rise in carbon emissions? We hear from President Biden, Greta Thunberg, and Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins. And in New York, should the mayor watch videos of NYPD killings? With these and other stories, I'm Paul DiRienza with the WBAI News for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. Hundreds of people attended the funeral of 20-year-old Dante Wright in Minneapolis on Thursday, 11 days after he was killed by police during a traffic stop. The services were held at Shiloh Temple International Ministries in Minneapolis. The eulogies were delivered by family attorney Ben Crump and civil rights leader Reverend Al Sharpton, saying Dante Wright wasn't just a kid with an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror, but a prince
1: children until hell freezes over and then we have to be prepared to fight on the ice because our children need to know that's how much we believe in them that's how much we believe in their future because they too have a right to life and liberty and the american dream and that is the plea for justice the absence of justice is the absence of peace. And when we say that, we're not talking about violence, because there is a confusion in this country between peace and quiet. Some of us are told to shut up and just be quiet and you call that peace, but peace is the presence of justice. You can't tell us to shut up and suffer. Not With physical assault and battery. Heard a man say, I've not seen a funeral procession like this since Prince in Minneapolis. I said, well, we came to bury the Prince of Brooklyn Center. we come from all over the country because you hurt one of our princes that's why we're in this temple with purple all over because it represents royalty you thought he was just some kid with air freshener he was a prince woman is charged
2: i never imagined that i'd be standing here the roles should completely be reversed my son should be burying me (laughs) My son had a smile that was worth a million dollars. When he walked in the room, he lit up the room. He was a brother, a jokester. He was loved by so many. He's going to be so missed.
0: Wright family attorney Ben Crump, civil rights leader Al Sharpton, and his mother, Katie Wright. The musician Prince was from Minneapolis. Wright lay in a white casket at the center of the church, covered in red roses. His family members sat near the front of the church, wiping tears from their faces as an organist played gospel music. Among those attending the funeral were Valerie Castile, whose son Philando was fatally shot by a police officer during a traffic stop in the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area in 2016. And Gwen Carr, the mother of Eric Garner, was filmed repeating, I can't breathe during a deadly 2014 encounter with New York police. Dante Wright was laid to rest two days after a Minneapolis jury found a white police officer guilty of murdering George Floyd last May, a killing triggering worldwide protests for racial justice. And the leaders of the world put aside their angry disputes on Thursday, just long enough to pledge international cooperation on curbing carbon emissions, responsible for an alarming rise in global temperatures and sea level. Today is Earth Day. President Biden declared the entire world faces a moment of peril, but also a moment of opportunity.
3: We are resolving to take action not only the our federal government but our cities and our states all across our country small businesses large businesses large corporations american workers in every field i see an opportunity to create millions of good-paying middle-class union jobs i see line workers laying thousands of miles of transmission lines for a clean modern resilient grid i see workers Tapping hundreds of thousands of abandoned oil and gas wells that need to be cleaned up and abandoned coal mines that need to be reclaimed, putting a stop to the methane leaks and protecting the health of our communities. I see auto workers building the next generation of electric vehicles and electricians installing nationwide for 500,000 charging stations along our highways. I see enge- the engineers and the construction workers building new carbon capture and green hydrogen plants to forge cleaner s- steel and cement and produce clean power. I see farmers deploying cutting-edge tools to make soil of our, of our heartland, the next frontier in carbon innovation. By maintaining those investments, And putting these people to work, the United States sets out on the road to cut greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. That's where we're headed as a nation. And that's what we can do if we take action to build an economy that's not only more prosperous, but healthier, fairer, and cleaner for the entire planet. You know, these steps will set America on a path of net zero emissions economy by no later than 2050. But the truth is, America represents less than 15 percent of the world's emissions. No nation can solve this crisis on our own, as I know you all fully understand. And that's President Biden speaking
0: today. His new United States commitment would cut fossil fuel emissions by as much as 52 percent by 2030. It comes after four years of international withdrawal from the issue under President, former President Donald Trump, who mocked the science of climate change and pulled this country out of the landmark 2015 Paris Climate Accord. Senate Republicans didn't wait long to pan Biden's plan. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the plan is toothless in addressing what he called foreign adversaries. Meanwhile, climate activist Greta Thunberg marked Earth Day in testimony before a House Oversight Committee urging lawmakers to put an end to fossil fuel subsidies and call for a rapid transition to sustainable energy sources
4: I don't represent any financial or political interests I'm not a lobbyist so I can't negotiate make deals or compromise I have nothing to offer you nor am I a scientist all I can do is to urge you to listen to and act on the science and to use your common sense. And I'm not even going to explain why we need to make real drastic changes and dramatically lower our emissions in line with the overall current best available science. It is the year 2021. The fact that we are still having this discussion and even more that we are still subsidizing fossil fuels directly or indirectly using taxpayer money is a disgrace. It is a clear proof that we have not understood the climate emergency at all. If you compare the current so-called climate policies to the overall current best available science, you clearly see that there's a huge gap. The gap between what we are doing and what actually needs to be done in order to stay below the 1.5 degrees Celsius target is widening by the second. And the simple fact, an uncomfortable fact, is that if we are to live up to our promises and commitments in the Paris Agreement, we have to end fossil fuel subsidies, stop new exploration and extraction, completely divest from fossil fuels and keep the carbon in the ground. Now, especially the US, taking into account the fact that it is the the biggest emitter in history. And just to be clear, that is not my opinion, it is what the science clearly shows. And yet, this is just the very minimum amount of effort that is needed to start the rapid sustainable transition. And it may seem like we are asking for a lot. And you will, of course, say that we are naive. And that's fine, but at least we are not so naive that we believe things will be solved through countries and companies making vague, distant, insufficient targets without any real pressure from the media and the general public. So either you do this or you're going to have to start explaining explain to your children and the most affected people why you are surrendering on the 1.5 degree target. Given up without even trying. Well, what I'm here to say is that unlike you, my generation will not give up without a fight. And to be honest, I don't believe for a second that you will actually do this. The climate crisis doesn't exist in the public debate today. And since it doesn't really exist and the general level of awareness is so absurdly low you will still get away with continuing to contribute to the destruction of present and future living conditions. And I know I'm not the one who's supposed to ask questions here, but there is something I really do wonder. How long do you honestly believe that people in power like you will get away with it? How long do you think you can continue to ignore the climate crisis The global aspect of equity and historic emissions without being held accountable you get away with it now but sooner or later people are going to realize what you have been doing all this time that's inevitable you still have time to do the right thing and to save your legacies but that window of time is not going to last for long what happens then We, the young people, are the ones who are going to write about you in the history books. We are the ones who get to decide how you will be remembered. So my advice for you is to choose wisely. Thank you.
0: Climate activist Greta Thunberg testifying before a House Oversight Subcommittee earlier today. And Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins says Biden's plan is smoke and mirrors.
5: There's no way he can reach 50% cut by 2030 with the climate plan he released on March 31st, which is embedded in his American Jobs Plan. There's no way. There's not enough investment. There's not enough direction. It leaves the door open to fracking and more fossil fuel infrastructure. They try to compensate for that with carbon capture and storage, which is not economical carbon dioxide is not worth anything so
0: he's just talking where does the u.s. stand? There's a, a call from the people for some change that they have to address
5: the climate movement has had an impact it's changed the discussion a lot when we were in the obama era the narrative in the media and among the public and this was reflected in public opinion polling was well there's a debate about whether you know fossil fuel emissions are heating the planet. That's changed. People understand that's heating the planet and we got a problem. That's the big change. And then the Biden administration has put forward some proposals and the climate movement saying that's not enough. I think we're moving the discussion, but we got to move to action. And that's where this climate plan as part of the American jobs plan came out on March 31st is just totally inadequate. I mean, we can go through the sectors and what they propose to do. Just take rehabilitating buildings, retrofitting them for clean energy and efficiency. They're going to do 2 million buildings over 8 years, 250,000 buildings a year. There are 120 million buildings in the country. They won't finish that job for 480 years. That's just how unserious the proposals they put forward so far are.
0: One of the uh, other things that happened today was AOC reinvigorating her Green New Deal legislation.
5: The non-binding resolution for a Green New Deal, it's the same one that AOC and Markey put in two years ago. And it's a pale imitation of what the Green Party's been advocating. It's been our signature issue for a decade. They don't talk about banning fracking and new fossil fuel infrastructure, phasing out nuclear power, deep cuts in the military budget to help pay for it. And then their deadline for what they call net zero emissions when we're talking about zero emissions, which is different, we said 2030, they say 2050. And it's non-binding. And when it was introduced before, Pelosi never let them vote on it. They did vote in the Senate on it because McConnell wanted all the senators running for president to get on the record. And Schumer and Markey said this is a trick and told the senators on the Democratic side to vote present. And all of them did except four of them voted no with the Republicans. I'm not sure what the point of a non-binding resolution is. Now, AOC has a bill for... A green new deal for public housing and in new york city man what is it how much over 30 billion dollars they need just to upgrade the units so that contributes biden has i think 40 billion for public housing for the whole country that won't even get the NYCHA up to grade let alone for clean energy that's a good bill that's one of many bills that need to go forward unfortunately it right now it's just model legislation it's not what congress is looking at seriously
0: Just to sum up what we've been talking about, what should people get behind?
5: Well, at this point, we need to keep fighting for bans on fracking, stopping these pipelines. We stopped the XL, the Keystone XL, Dakota Access Pipeline, and Enbridge Line 3 are pipelines that Biden could stop by executive order. We need to push him on that. We need to demand more than Biden proposed in his climate plan. The whole movement needs to focus on doing much more of this through the public sector, public enterprise and planning, to get the job done. Incentives and regulations, it's too late for that. It's too late for gradualism, given the depth of the climate emergency.
0: Green Party presidential candidate Howie Hawkins. Hawkins criticized Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Ed Markey, who reintroduced their Green New Deal resolution on Tuesday. Initially introduced in 2019, the non-binding resolution seeks to eliminate United States greenhouse gas emissions within a decade and transition the economy away from fossil fuels. In related news, Georgia lawmaker Marjorie Taylor Greene says she'll debate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the Green New Deal, but only after she reads all 14 pages of it. Green tweeted she was glad to run into AOC and that they would schedule time for the debate after she reads the Green New Deal document. AOC has not confirmed this debate, but the two were pictured chatting on the House floor on Wednesday. Nor has she publicly responded to Green. And you're listening to the news on WBAI New York. I'm Paul Durianzo. The recent warm weather has brought New Yorkers out of their homes and New York City's bees out of their hives. And whether you're a fan of bees or not, they're actually disappearing. Mary Steffenhagen explains why.
6: You might have heard the phrase, the bees are disappearing. It's true. For the past 20 years or so, bee populations in the U.S. have been dying off. And that's a big deal. Bees are crucial in our ecosystem. They pollinate many of the plants that we eat.
0: Without bees, we would definitely starve.
6: This is Ruth Harrigan. She's been keeping beehives near her home in Douglas and Queens for a decade. She also runs a small honey shop and teaches classes on bees. Here's what it sounds like in her bee yard. Ruth believes the COVID-19 slowdown helped her bee populations thrive. The city air was a bit cleaner, and the green spaces were less groomed.
0: I found the bees to be a lot more resilient. They have more bees survive this year than any other year in my last 10 years of beekeeping.
6: And this year, the interest in beekeeping in New York City is higher than previous years. What is the interest like for the classes that you're teaching? Very high. This year, uh, we have 20 people showing up from the jump. That's Brittany Winky. She holds a master's in environmental studies from Yale. She also teaches beekeeping classes for New Yorkers who want to start their own hives, on their roofs or in their backyards. So, if there are potentially more beekeepers and more bees in New York City this year, that's good, right? Turns out, it's not that simple. Urban beekeepers typically raise honeybees, but they're not really the bees that have been dying off. So when people say the bees are disappearing... They would be more correct if they were referring to native bees and native insects. Honeybees are pretty much doing fine. They actually play a huge role in America's agricultural industry. They're trucked around the country in massive numbers to pollinate crops on industrial farms. Honeybees are livestock. They are more
2: like cattle in in sort of like the way that they're kept and treated than they are like
6: other insects. But trucking in these honeybees disrupts native ecosystems. And this harms other kinds of native bees and pollinating insects. On top of that, there's the pesticides used in industrial farming. And massive farms only grow one crop at a time. Here's Ruth Harrigan.
0: You have to have diversity. Monoculture is just planting one plant on a large parcel. It's done that way because of the bottom line.
6: And while many urban beekeepers are conscientious of native bees, some scientists say they might actually be part of the problem. They worry urban beekeeping is causing competition for resources between the insects and competition for our attention. Honeybees get a lot of attention,
2: um, a lot of research funding, a lot of conservation funding, and there has been a rise in popularity of, like, backyard beekeeping and so on.
6: But for Brittany, the larger issue is how migratory honeybees disrupt native ecosystems. To me, that's a story that is untold still, or at least is not, like,
2: in the public conscious, really. Like, the migratory beekeeping is part of what creates the conditions that allows colony collapse disorder to take place. But
6: that's a difficult issue to address. So much of our food system relies on this large-scale beekeeping. Still, New Yorkers can take steps to help the bees in our city, whether they're from our neighbor's rooftops or the wild. Here's Ruth Harrigan.
0: Oh, the best thing is to plant a garden. If you have, Even if you have a little terrace, you can put some potted plants to attract bees. Put out a little birdbath so that there's
6: water for the bees. And if you see a swarm of bees this spring... Do not... Freak out! <laughs>
2: Honeybees are at their most docile when they're in a swarm.
6: Call three one one and ask for a beekeeper. Mary Stephen Higgin, WBAI News, New York.
0: And in more local news, New York State's repeal of the statute known as "walking while trans" has had major effect on policing in the city. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office says. Uh, they'll no longer prosecute prostitution related cases and moves and may have moved to dismiss thousands of charges. Cy Vance announced that 914 prostitution cases dating back to the 1970s will be dismissed in line with his office's new policy. Uh, Vance is also looking to dismiss more than 5000 loitering for the purpose of prostitution cases. The D.A. said our own experience on the ground. Criminally prosecuting prostitution does not make us safer and too often achieves the opposite result by further marginalizing vulnerable New Yorkers. And the police department has agreed to stop using an alert noise on devices known as long-range acoustic devices, or LRADS. The legal settlement comes five years after a group of demonstrators and photographers sued the city in federal court claiming they'd experienced migraines, sinus pain, dizziness, facial pressure, and ringing in their ears, ever being exposed to blasts of high-pitched beeps from a handheld Elrad in Midtown Manhattan in 2014. The city will also pay a total of $98,000 in damages to five plaintiffs, as well as $650,000 in legal fees to their lawyers. LRADs were developed by the Navy to drive off pirates, Reportedly, agencies and departments in more than 450 United States cities use the devices. And Brooklyn Council member Carlos Menchaca, who bowed out of the New York City mayoral race last month, is endorsing Andrew Yang for the job. Menchaca called for defunding the police, as has Diane Morales, a former nonprofit executive whom Menchaca often praised on the campaign trail. But he says he was drawn to Yang because of the candidate's support for universal basic income. And finally, in 2016, an off-duty NYPD officer, Wayne Isaacs, shot dead Delron Small after a road rage incident in Brooklyn. Officer Isaacs was acquitted in a trial the following year. The surveillance video, which emerged almost a week after the incident, had raised questions about the officer's account of the confrontation, which occurred just after midnight on July 4th. 2016 it shows isaac shooting small within two seconds of the man approaching his car window today during mayor bill de blasio's daily briefing a reporter asked the mayor if he watched videos of police killings mentioning the killing of kowalski trawick and delron small the mayor admitted watching some of the small of the uh, delron small video but added that he doesn't want to put his thumb on the scale
7: I just want to be clear, the last point you said about putting hand, your your thumb on the scale. There were multiple levels of due process, uh, including in courts, on that case. And then further, the CCRB wanted to pursue it, and they are. That is moving forward. Um, so I just think we've got to recognize that the, the things we all want to see, that if something happens, there's a full investigation, if something needs to go to The courts, that the courts have a full trial, due process out in the open. If something should be pursued by the CCRB, that happens. All of that is happening in this case. And the results have been clear. And some people don't agree with the results, but they have been clear. So, again, if if I see something that I feel I need to know more about, I'm going to do that. But when I see a system functioning where all the kind of due process, all the kind of investigation, all the kind of follow up is happening, I think that's what we've been all trying to achieve here.
0: And that's Mayor Bill de Blasio. And that's some of the news for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. The news was produced by Linda Perry and Mary Stephen Hagen. Our engineer is Reggie Johnson from New York City. I'm Paul Durienzo with the WBAI News. Thanks for listening.